I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Erioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. We've made some changes. Bear with us through these first four episodes before the rebranding is final. The new email is eerieokiepodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is at eerieoki, and Facebook is also eerieoki. Thanks for all your constant support. We couldn't do it without you. (laughs) (laughs) Flim. Okay. Welcome to Spooklahoma. I'm Marnie Vinge, and I'm here today with Margaret Nash. Margaret is a friend of mine that I made when I was in funeral service school at UCO in Edmond. And um, we became friends shortly after we met, and we've been friends ever since. So, oh, she's making a sweet face at me for those of you who can't see, which is everybody. But anyway, um, so Margaret, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Margaret Nash. I do go by Margaret. Don't give me any silly nicknames. Oh, not. Uh, No. Yeah, that's bad. Don't (laughs) do that. (laughs) Um, I currently live in Boston. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in mortuary science. I have been a sommelier and um, over the course of my adult life, I've done a lot of really silly things. Um, I used to be a tobacconist. Um, I was a butcher for a little while. Um, and when I was getting my degree, I spent four semesters as the undergraduate teaching assistant in the human anatomy lab. And she excelled at that. She was so, so good at that. Um, Margaret was, she just had like a natural knack for anatomy. Like I struggled so hard with that, like memorizing (laughs) all that stuff. And she could tell you virtually everything there was about anatomy and she was just great at it she was awesome i'm always she's one of the smartest people that i know thank you you seriously are you really are thanks which Um, your anatomical expertise will come in handy when we're talking about some of the um finer details of the discovery of these corpses in this case yeah it's also come in handy since i started training for strongman yes from powerlifting because That's that's just all physics and leverage mm-hmm. that's one of the things that i liked about uh jujitsu was there's a lot of leverage mm-hmm. a lot of making the little guy have the upper hand in a fight right and you know people think that strongman is just about being strong and uh you're right <laughs> but also there is no way that a 120 pound woman can deadlift a car without understanding physics and i've seen it happen word yeah. that's a good point yeah that's a good point yeah is that your coach that has lifted a car? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I, I, She's amazing. Yeah. I gathered that from her Instagram handle. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's let's jump into this case that we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, this is about the Jameson family disappearance, which happened on October 8th, 2009. That was the last time that anybody saw the Jameson family. Um, the Jameson family, Bobby Dale Jameson, his wife, Sherilyn, and their six-year-old daughter, Madison, Disappeared from their home in Eufaula, Oklahoma. And let me tell you, there is no such Eufaula name more than Bobby Dale Jameson. Right? <laughs> yeah. That 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 could not be truer. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's a very Eufaula name. So Eufaula, for those of you who have not been there, is this place out east of Oklahoma City that is kind of small town USA with a really big lake that people like to party on. 
Um, it's located in McIntosh County, and the population is roughly 2,800 people. That's pretty small. That's real small. Because, like, what we, let's see, Oklahoma City is over a million. In the metro. Okay. And Boston, of course. Where I live, Mm -hmm. uh, over a million in the metro as well. Yeah. I wonder what the population of Moore is. It's probably in the hundreds of thousands. Probably. I would imagine. I'd have to look it up. So 2,800 people is a tiny town, really. It's a hamlet. Yeah. Teeny tiny. So, um, and one of the things about this place is that their slogan is where pride creates progress. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, one of the things that they seem to be progressing at quite well is the manufacturing of meth. It's pretty methed up out there. Lot. <laughs> oh, wow. That almost went completely over my head. That was great. That was excellent. Thanks. That was an amazing pun. I Thank like you. kudos to you. Um, pretty messed up out there. <laughs> um, okay. So there, this, this is, meth is such a problem in Eastern Oklahoma that there are other similar cases to the Jameson family disappearing. Um, this is not uncommon out there for people to disappear. If you've ever seen, um, have you ever seen Winter's Bone? I don't think I have. Oh God. It's so good. Um, Jennifer Lawrence was in it when she was really, really young. Mm-hmm. And, um, she plays this girl who is looking throughout the backwoods of methed up Missouri for her dad who has crossed a meth dealer. And, um, she has to, she has to find him before, I think it's like before his parole officer. Um, so there's some kind of deadline that she's working against and she runs into some hairy shit out there. Like they, Oh, it's bad. Probably hairy shit, literally and figuratively. Yes. Yes. To both of those. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. She it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. And I'm kind of imagining that. I mean, I've been to eastern Oklahoma. I don't really have to imagine it, but it's kind of like what they showed in that movie. Mm -hmm. Like, so these things are not entirely uncommon in eastern Oklahoma. And like I was saying to Margaret earlier when we were at dinner, my dad was very fond of saying that, um, People went to Eastern Oklahoma and didn't come back. He was from there and he knew a lot about people disappearing. Well, not, not I don't mean that in a way like he made people disappear. <laughs> don't mean Let's it like be that. Clear. Let's be clear. He just knew of people who had disappeared. So anyway, so by all accounts, nothing was amiss. Um, a likely story. A likely story. That's right. Um, aside from an incident occurring with Bobby's father, which um, Margaret, here's another you fall a name for you. Bob Dean Jameson. Oh, Bob Dean. Yeah. Uh, a protective order was filed six months prior to the disappearance with um, Bobby Jameson saying that his father was, quote, a very dangerous man who thinks he is above the law. So, yeah. And apparently he was involved in, quote, prostitutes, gangs, and meth. Which I I could see that being the case. And his uncle actually said... That his, um, Bobby's father was a pretty nasty man. He was pretty, pretty mean. And he actually tried to, um, hit Bobby Mm. with his vehicle in 2008, in November of 2008, which is what prompted the protective order. So. Nothing like a loving father trying to hit his son with his truck. I mean, that's, that's like, like, what do we say that that's commitment? That's like, that's, that's love. That's commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like really wanting to hurt someone trying to run them over with your car. That's family. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is. Ah, <laughs> oh, coffee. So, um, a few days after the disappearance, the truck was found. The Jameson's truck was found. Inside, this is what's kind of weird. These items were found inside. IDs, wallets, phones, Sherilyn's purse, the family dog, and $32,000 in cash. Not the family dog. Which, okay, for all of those of you who listened to the episode about the Hex house, Bon Bon did not make it out alive. But this dog, this dog does. This dog, this dog was malnourished in the truck, but still alive and went on to live with Bobby's mother. Praise Jesus. Yes. So the dog is okay. For those of you who are concerned about the dog. I know I'm always concerned about the dog in stories like this. Well, that's why there's the website, Does the Dog Die? I didn't know that's a thing. Yeah, you can look it up. Every movie, every, I think a lot of TV shows too, you can go on Does the Dog Die and answer the question, Does the Dog Die? So, like, it doesn't spoil anything else, but it tells you if the dog dies. I am not sure, but I think that's correct. I think it tells you if more than just does the dog die, but if the dog is ill. Okay. And makes it out, or if the dog gets harmed. Okay. That is brilliant. That makes me wonder if Cujo's on there. Does the dog die? (laughs) Does the dog need to die? That's a different question entirely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a... I wonder if Cujo is on there. We should definitely look that up here in a little bit. Listeners, if you know, please don't let us know because we're going to look it up later. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We don't want to hear from you. We're just doing this to hear ourselves talk. That's all I ever do. (laughs) Yeah, same, same. I mean, why else would you start a podcast unless you love the sound of your own voice? (laughs) Especially when you're sick. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So $32,000 in cash in the truck. That's a lot of cash to be running around with. It's a lot of money to just leave in a truck unguarded. If you're, yeah, if, I mean... They had to have been planning to come right back. Yeah. Or they weren't planning to leave. Right. The plot thickens. Yeah. Or one of them is saying, I'm going to kill you and myself and this kid before the night is over. So it's not going to matter if I come back to this truck. Anything is possible, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Okay. So the truck was located in Latimer County, which is an hour away from the Jameson family home in Eufaula. Um, They were actually looking for land to buy near there. And I think one of these articles talks about the place where they were looking for land. And they said that the population there was about 500. So there's not a ton of people running around out in this place where they were looking for land. That's the kind of place you don't really go out. When it's that late at night. Yeah. Because everybody's going to know your business. Yeah. That's that's kind of, that's not wise decision making, I think. Not good critical thinking. Right. Yeah. So, and the items that were left in the truck indicated, like Margaret just said, they indicated that the family either planned to return or never planned to leave the truck to begin with. So, anyway, after this happened in 2009... Um, the case went cold until 2013. Nobody, um, nobody came forward, nothing, there were no leads. And when they did go missing, they did a search of the area 
How big was the search? At least a couple of miles. Okay. Um, and there were a hundred people in the search, weren't there? Something like that. Okay. So they searched the area. Mm-hmm. So in November 16th of 2013, hunters found partial skeletal remains of two adults and one child. Three miles away. Yes. Don't you think they would have looked? Right. Hmm. So it's kind of like, how long were those bodies actually there? Right. How decomposed were they? Right. Because apparently, according to the forensic, um, the forensics that were used to, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The According to forensics, um, it was determined that they could not determine the cause of death. But they could determine the identity of the bodies. Yes. Which leads me to believe that it couldn't have been something like a gunshot wound to the head. And it couldn't mm-hmm. have been old Bob Dean coming back to run him over with a car. Right. Because that kind of trauma probably would have been evident even on just a skeleton. Yeah. Like, we've all seen those bog bodies of those yeah. people that have been dumped in the peat bogs in Scotland and pulled mm-hmm. back up, like, hundreds of thousands of years. Well, yeah. not that long. Long time later. Mm-hmm. And you can see all the evidence of how they died and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it couldn't have been just a good old-fashioned gunshot wound to the head. Right. They'd have known. Right. Had to have been something more devious. And the other thing about that was that um, Bob Dean was in and out of hospitals and nursing homes at the time that the um, Jamesons went missing. Mm -hmm. And his brother, who I think we talked about that a little while ago... His brother said that even though he was a nasty man and he was, you know, capable of that maybe in his prime, he was not capable of it in the physical state that he was in at the time of the Jameson's disappearance. Well, he died shortly after anyway, right? Yes, he died two months after after his son went missing. Um, Dot of a broken heart. Couldn't hit him one more time with that truck. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a meth love story for you. Mm-hmm. So some other discoveries that uh, police made after the fact included that um, the Jamesons were packing their belongings um, the night before they disappeared. And there was some footage of them doing that. And they looked like they were in a trance-like state. I just want to know who was recording them. I think that's kind of weird, too. Like, where is this video camera right. that was recording them packing all their stuff up yeah. while they're acting like freaking meth zombies? Yeah. Yeah. And the question is, are they meth zombies or are they just zombies Zombies under the influence of dun 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 witchcraft? witchcraft. <laughs> yes. So um, that was one of the other things that came to light was that Bobby went to his pastor right before the disappearance. And he told them that there were, quote unquote, two to four ghosts living on his roof. Which, I mean, if you're doing meth. It's a very specific number, two to four ghosts. Yeah. Even if you're not doing meth, it's a specific number. But I I mean, maybe he, maybe it was the meth that made him think that there were two to four ghosts living on his roof. But I think it's important to notice that Sherilyn and her friend Nikki had bought satanic Bibles or, or witchcraft, witches Bibles. There are different accounts Call them different things, but let's be real. It's Eastern Oklahoma. Satan and witches are the same. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter which it was. 
In one article, I've got a picture of the Satanic Bible written by LaVey. In another article, I've got a picture of the Witch's Bible written by Janet and Stuart Farrar. Yeah. Could be anyway. Yeah. But um, it says in one of these articles that Bobby Dale confessed to his pastor that he had read it. Yeah, that's right. He didn't just own it. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, Sherilyn left notes around the house saying, Be gone, Satan! Yeah. So. Yeah, she actually, um, she believed that she could cast out demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at one point, um, Bobby actually asked his pastor for special bullets with which to conduct an exorcism. Because everybody knows that a good exorcism contains a gun. Yeah, and special bullets. <laughs> you gotta have the special bullets or else the gun just does nothing. Yeah. Yeah, you're just you're just gonna kill the regular human if you just use the regular gun. And the demon will still be there, of course. Yeah. It'll just move into the next body, which is probably you. Yeah. So, so you need the special bullets. Right, it's safer. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, so Sherilyn, I think, I don't know if you mentioned this, but uh, she claims she bought the Bible as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, he admitted to having read it, but her friend Nikki talked about how um, the two of them were interested in witchcraft. Right. They did have some interest in that, which right. I can see living somewhere like Eufaula and having any kind of interest in something dark like that might paint you as an outsider. Right. Kind of. Not something that you would express to everybody, and it would definitely be something that people would um, latch on to if you and your family disappeared. Oh, certainly, because everybody knows that Satan and witches are what make people disappear. That's right. It's never meth. It's never meth dealers. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Connie Kokatan, who was Sherilyn's mother, believed that they had been co- become involved with a cult, which kind of goes hand in hand with this. So... I mean, I can see her thinking that if she was raised in a Southern Baptist kind of area of the country and finds out that her daughter had a satanic or witch, witch's Bible and now her daughter has disappeared, it's got to be the work of a cult. Right. This, you know, 2009 is not that long since the satanic panic of the 80s. True. Especially in eastern Oklahoma where yeah. time moves at half pace. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like the satanic panic is still kind of going on here. Yeah. It's kind of, we're kind of, we got, we got stuck there. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody gets stuck somewhere at some point, right? Yeah, that's right. That's our decade here. Um, so she, she had that theory and some other theories, um, the spiritual warfare angle that they were in some kind, this is kind of like a supernatural conspiracy theory that, um, maybe, I don't know, like demons or Satan got them or something like that. But, um, so their pastor, Gary Brandon, he believed that the satanic Bible had something to do with it. And apparently he was so shook up by this case that he left the area shortly thereafter, which he's not the only one mm-hmm. who left the area. Mm-hmm. So, um, Another theory is that they went into witness protection because there was no sign of struggle at the truck. And um, the Jamesons had pulled their daughter from school shortly before the disappearance. So whose bodies were found in the woods? Right. Or maybe their witness protection didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of that's got some holes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But they, the reason that people believe this, like this is pure speculation. There's no evidence towards this. But um, some people believe that maybe they were informants against local meth dealers. But what I think is more likely is this theory that there was a meth deal gone wrong. Okay, so it's really weird that they had $32,000 in cash. Thousand, not 3200 $32,000. Right. That's a lot of dollars, y'all. That's a lot of dollars to be running around in a truck in meth country with your kid. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of kind of scary. Although to be fair, I've never done a meth deal Same. on the buying or selling end of it. Same. I don't know how much it costs. Same. I don't know how much you buy or sell at a time. So, if there's anyone who has answers to these questions, yes. If you'll just shoot us an email so that we can make a more informed decision, that would be great. Spooklahoma at gmail.com. There you go. Send it in. Yeah. Or send a direct message on Instagram, which is at Spooklahoma. So let us know. Let us know the ways. Like how much how much meth is $32,000 worth of meth? It's about a house worth of meth, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by that is stop buying meth and put a down payment on a house. Exactly. Exactly. That's a <laughs> lot. That's that's some good. That's some good education right there. Well, and there's there's a question here because... You know, that's a whole lot of money to just have, especially Mm -hmm. in eastern Oklahoma, where, you know, minimum wage hasn't changed since 1954. Right. And uh, I believe they were both on disability. Yes, they were. It was really weird that they had that much money. Which, I mean, at at that point, you you have to almost say... That drugs were absolutely involved. I mean, I see no other way to do it unless right. they were selling their child. Exactly. Which is possible because you fall off. No yeah. offense. No offense. I mean, yeah, it happens all over the place all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that could very well be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and people said also that they were emaciated right before they disappeared, that they looked kind of like they might have been on meth. Right. Um, and some people believe, I think this is kind of a likely situation um some people believe that they witnessed something illegal and those people who were perpetrating the illegal activity made them go away i mean that is the kind of thing that people who perpetrate illegal activities do yeah i mean i mean think about it like if you're out um in eastern oklahoma and you are doing something really bad and this family of three who also happen to have thirty two thousand dollars on them and a dog. Yeah. And yeah, don't forget the dog. Um, come wandering up like you you might make them disappear. But the only thing about that is why wouldn't they take the money? Why didn't they take the truck? Right. It's really weird. So it kind of makes me think um, one of the other theories is that it was a murder suicide. Mm-hmm. And there was an 11 page hate letter found in the truck written by Sherilyn to Bobby. Um, that's a lot of pages to write anything. And, and really, if you're going to write 11 pages of hate, why would you get into a truck with that person? Right. Why would you get into a truck with that person with that letter? Right. Had he read it yet? Or were they planning a trip and she was going to slap it down in front of his face, make him read it all as torture and then kill him? Yeah. That definitely could be the case. And going with that theory that maybe she was going to make him read it, maybe he read it and he flipped out. Yeah. 
because she had her gun with her. And when they found the truck, the gun was gone from the truck. So, I mean, but then at the same time, if she or he did shoot the three of them, where is the evidence of that? Right, right. I mean, it's kind of baffling. Right. I mean, I'm not a coroner. I'm not a medical examiner, but you know, I... You're a woman of science. I'm a woman of science, and I've watched a lot of TV. <laughs> um, gunshot wounds leave a fairly evident yeah. path. Yeah. Like, gunshot wounds are, are pretty discreet. Uh, so I, I have a hard time imagining that the forensics would be good enough to identify the body, but not good enough to identify that they had been shot in the head. Unless... Ooh. The forensic scientists were the meth dealers who disappeared him. Oh, dun, dun, dun. We have arrived in Conspiracyville. Conspiracy. I love it. Yes. Yes. And that that brings us to the sheriff who left the country. OK, so the sheriff who presided over the case or however you call it, if you know the answer to that, please don't contact me. I don't care about sheriffs. <laughs> He left the country because he was apparently torn up that he couldn't find out what happened to the little girl. The parents be damned. Right. He was concerned about the little girl. He moved not only out of Oklahoma, but out of the United States for that. Right. Seems a little weird. It's a little extreme. I mean, I've seen I've seen that show on um, ID Discovery that's called like, I think it's called Let's see. What's the one with Matthew McConaughey? Is that True Detective? You're trying to tell me things I don't know. Okay, so there's this. There's <laughs> like this. This show that's called Real Detective. That's actually about real detectives. Oh. Not. It's not actually like True Detective. Good name for a show. Okay. Yeah. Very. Very apparent what we're talking about on right. this show. Real right. Detective. So, and they tell about the most horrific case that they ever faced that changed them in some way. Sure. But, like, all of those detectives saw some pretty horrific shit. Worse th- I mean, I'm not taking away from the fact that a child was murdered here. But they saw things where children were sexually abused and then murdered. Things that were worse for all intents and purposes. Like, more suffering, kind of. Right. That truly, f- truly horrific. More truly so horrific. than a disappearance. Sure. And they did not leave their jobs. But, I mean, this guy is a small town sheriff. So, this may be the worst thing that he's ever seen. Yeah, but also small town sheriffs, I feel, are known for being crooked. Corrupt. Yes. Very mm-hmm. good point. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very strange point of this story that the sheriff up and left town, not just left town, left the country. I wonder if he and the pastor were in cahoots. I know, because the pastor, he he went up and left shortly after this. And he didn't give him special bullets. Yeah. If he had just, if Gary Brannon had just given Bobby Dean some Special bullets. Then he could have performed the exorcism and everything would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here on this gloomy Thursday wasting our lives. Exactly. So this Gary, it's all his fault. Yeah. It's all his fault. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. So, you know, the more I look into this, the more I'm thinking that maybe it was demons. (laughs) Like, I mean, she did say that he was that... So Sherilyn said that Bobby Dean was normally a warm and comforting mm-hmm. person and she would see him coming toward her with all light out of his eyes, big black dead eyes. 
That yeah. could be the meth talking, but it could be demons. It could be demons. I think it's demons. I think it's demons. I think I think we've solved this case. Mm-hmm. Case closed. Bam. Done. Bam. Amazing. Done. Yeah. Give me my Emmy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think that that's, um, that's about it for this case. And um, you listeners, if you have any theories about what happened to... Um, the Jameson family, feel free to contact us. We set our email address a little bit, a little while ago, but it's spooklahoma at gmail.com or at spooklahoma on Instagram. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. And um, feel free to follow us on uh, social media also and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Thank you, Margaret, for being on. If you want to plug anything that you've got, feel free to do so. Thanks for having me. Uh, my Instagram handle where you can really just see selfies of me and videos of me lifting weights. Which are awesome. Thanks. She is strong. My handle is Anatomistress, which is the portmanteau of anatomist and mistress. Give yeah. me a follow. Like all my posts. Send me nice things. Yes, absolutely. Valentine's Day is coming up. Show us some love. Right around the corner. That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here, Margaret. I had so much fun. Thank you for Can't wait to do it again. All right.